What is up, y'all? We are back with another episode of It's a Good Day to Have a Good Day. Again, my name is Irma Ramirez, and I'm the host of this thing. And man, am I excited to be here today. First of all, I got a new mic, so y'all should actually be able to hear me this time. And it doesn't sound like it's recorded on an iPhone 5. So that is absolutely awesome. And second of all, jeez, y'all. Y'all blew this up. It was up for like two days, and I already got some 30-some listens. And for me, like, if two people listened, I would have been happy. If one person listened, I would have been happy. So thank you so much for, you know, listening and tuning in. And so I thought, hey, let's let's just come back and film another episode really quick. Let's get into it. And so, you know, I I got some new ideas, some new things that we can talk about today. Let's get right into it. Alright guys, let's get into it. So first, I just want to talk about something chill. The fact that, you know, if you live in Minnesota, if you're a fellow Minnesotan, as I am, we're getting hyped for this weekend, right? Because Saturday into next week, it's going to be like 30, which for people that don't live in Minnesota are like, wow, that's cold. But for here... It has been absolutely freezing recently. It was it was like below two or something yesterday. That is insane. But we're getting up to thirty, so I'm hyped about that. Like, let's go. Um, another thing that's been going on right now is like The Bachelor week two is tonight. I didn't get a chance to watch yet, but man, I I love Zach. I think he is awesome. Um, I liked him last season. I really liked him with Rachel. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was my favorite pairing for Rachel. I was sad it didn't work out, but I'm happy to see him as the bachelor. You know, it, with guys like him, you just gotta, it's good. Like he's chill. He's doing good. Um, other things going on. Honestly, I don't really know. I covered a lot of stuff last time that was going on in the news, what was going on, everything. So I don't really know. Here on campus, they're having a big praise gathering tonight, a big worship thing. I honestly have no idea what it is, but it looks fun. I walked past it when I came in. There's this open gym going on, which is sweet. Um, one of my friends was playing volleyball in there. Shout out to Kat, true one for real. And, you know, it, it's just a good time. It's a lively night here, uh, Tuesday on campus. It's always popping over here at North Central, you know. They're always getting their worship on. We're always doing our thing. I'm about to hit the gym later, and I'm hyped. So, this morning, I had an 8 a.m. class, and, oh, man, was that so rough. You know, if y'all are in college, you know what it's like. The 8 a.m. classes are the absolute worst. You know, you usually stay up at night, like, with your friends or studying, and, and to just get up at 8 a.m. is so rough. And that makes me want to just talk about something really quick that I struggle with. Um, I'm sure plenty of other people struggle with it, too. And it's definitely a big adjustment with dealing with in college compared to dealing with high school. But I suffer from a really bad case of insomnia. I don't get a lot of sleep. I'm not someone that always needs a ton of sleep, but I, I just don't sleep very much. My mind and my anxiety is constantly running, and I I just have trouble like trouble falling asleep, you know. And so like last night was one of those nights I got about two hours, and that's extra rough when you have these 8 a.m. classes to wake up to because this isn't something you can just sleep through. Like these classes are talkative, and today my teacher made sure of that, or sorry, my professor. Um, he, we were in American history, which normally is a topic that I absolutely love. Right now, we're talking about the kind of Civil War time period a little bit right after it ended and just everything that happened after. Um, and he, he was just ready to, for talking to, we had to do a bunch of moving around, a bunch of 
you know, discussion. For me, that's really hard after only getting two hours of sleep. And it's something that I can't necessarily control, yet I'm expected to, you know, be this lively, talkative person in my class. He was expecting everyone to, you know, come to a discussion, which happens a lot in college. They want you talking. They want you to say your opinion, especially if it's about something that you're interested in studying, which which this happens to apply to my major. So, it was definitely rough. Um, sleep is something that I think a lot of people don't give like pay enough attention to. Um, it's like one of the most important things um, for sure. Like sleep is so important. So make sure you're getting your rest. But anyways, I come into this class and I have a couple friends in this class. Um, one of them being one of my best friends, Kern. First thing she says when I walk in is that I looked high because I was so tired. My eyes were red. They're swollen. I had my hood up. I just was not ready for this. I wasn't ready to just dive into all this discussion really quick. My teacher had these deep like questions and stuff about this the Reconstruction era time period. and We just had to go into it. And there's this girl <laughs> that uh, I have a couple classes with or I've had, you know, throughout this first uh, year here. And man... I don't know. I don't really know how to describe her. If you know, you know. But she's just one of those girls that's like, you just see her and you're like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, she always has an opinion. She she doesn't care. She's going to share it. And she thinks she's right about everything all the time. I remember first semester, I had a foundations of education class with her. And if you're listening and you're in this class, you know exactly what I'm talking about right here. We were talking about this deep discussion, something I have very, very personal experience with. And she came out of just left field and said the most just absurd thing I've ever heard in my life, man. Like, it was nuts. And so I was like, nah, I'm over this girl, man. I can't deal with this anymore. And I just went off on her with my personal experience, completely blew what she was saying out of the water. And that's not really how I am. But this whole class was, like, clapping for me. It was so funny. So this semester, I have, like, three classes with this girl. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, bro. Like, I already went off on her last semester. And so at this point, we're all just laughing. We're chilling. Like, but to deal with this at 8 a.m., honestly, it was really something. And I just don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I had to use Drake as a transition because I don't know why. But last night, when I, I couldn't fall asleep, I was on TikTok, as most people do. And I was watching this, like, radio show that was all about rap, and I was listening to so, so much different things about rap and all this, it was super entertaining, I love learning more about, like, hip-hop and, and the culture and different albums and stuff, I actually ended up falling asleep to one of J. Cole's albums, I don't even know how you do that, like, it's J. Cole, man, how do you fall asleep to that, but that, that's what got me to sleep, so, phrasing J. Cole right now for that, but I don't know why, but it just got me on this, like, Drake thing right now, and so, you know, I, I've always loved Drake, Drake is great, I have a playlist that has literally every single song he's ever released on it. And I'm pretty sure like 95% of his features. And I was just, I don't know. I was just rocking with it. Like I, I went stop, like top to bottom. Um, I have it go from, uh, geez, from her loss all the way down to, you know, his very first album, which is so far gone. And, I was just vibing like it was so good and one thing that I was learning a lot about Drake is like how consistent this man is like he's been dropping album after album after album for years and I just love that I also learned that nothing was the same which some of you guys might know has 
305 to my city. It's got, you know, started from the bottom, which is like obviously a classic or hold on, we're going home. Like that album turns 10 years old this year. That is absolutely insane. Like that makes like the fact that this album came out when I was like eight or nine. That's I don't know. It's insane. Like the way the like music has been. And I was looking back and I was like, man, there's some crazy years like when I was growing up where some crazy albums, like, so many albums dropped, it's such, like, a high time, and I thought that was so cool, I also thought it was super cool, is, like, the, I think the eighth most listened to album this entire, like, entire year of 2022 ended up being, um, SOS by SZA, which is crazy, because it was released at the very end of the year, but somehow climbed the charts, because that album was going absolutely crazy, if that album doesn't go platinum, I'm gonna be mad, because, again, as I said last time, that album's got no skips. And so I'm going to talk about a couple other albums that I think has absolutely no skips. Alright, here we go. Uh, first, as I already said, and I will say it again and again, we got SOS by SZA. I'm telling you, there's not a single song on that album that is bad. I'm not saying every single song is a 10 out of 10, but I have religiously listened to that album from track one all the way through the last track, and it's just so good. I'm sorry. It, I, I can't say anything else about it. If you disagree with me, that's my bad. But it's just got, for having 23 songs, like, they're all bangers. And I know some of them have already been out and everything. But come on now, like, that album was so good. Next up, I think I said it in the last episode, but Anti or Anti, however you want to pronounce it, by Rihanna. Man, that album. That album is probably top five for me of all time. That album is absolutely amazing. Granted, it came out in 2016, so I, I would have been young. I didn't even know it when it came out. I barely know knew anything about music. All I was listening to like in elementary, middle school was One Direction. I'm going to be honest with you. But, man, 16 songs, 50-minute 50, 50 runtime, like, that's an album you can listen from track one all the way to track 16. Or anywhere in between, there's bangers that you might just listen to on a regular basis, like Desperado, Consideration, Love on the Brain, Sex with Me, like that. Oh, that that's just such a good album. The only song that's a little bit questionable for me is Work, but Drake's verse is good on that. And that's also just like a moment in time where everyone knew that song. It was hype. It was a vibe, you know. So I got to say, the album by Rihanna is just classic. Next on my list has got to be the self-titled HS1 Harry Styles album. His first album he came out with, which I also think I talked a little bit about in the last episode. But I personally think all of his albums are no skip at all. But this album is just something different. It just hits so hard when it first came out. It's only got 10 songs, so it's a little bit shorter than some of the other ones that I'll be talking about. But this album, I could listen to over and over and over again and would not get sick of. I love his other albums, but this one's just got to be the best. And so I just had to put it on this list. It's whatever. Somebody got to step up. Let somebody next. Man, this one, I think, is so underrated. Underrated artist, underrated album, just overall. And it's got to be Trap Soul by Bryson Tiller. 
This album is so good. It's got 14 songs. Somehow it came out in 2015. I was like a baby when this came out. Not actually, but I was young. And man, this album is so good. Bryson Tiller is so good. He's so underrated. I don't understand why more people aren't put onto him. Thankfully, a lot of my basketball teammates liked him. And so that was good. I was like, man, some people finally know Bryson Tiller because people don't know him. But yeah, I got to say Travis Soul by Bryson Tiller is a great album. Just gotta listen to it. It's, it's fire. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwich. Next up, of course, we got Damn by Kendrick Lamar. This album, I think a lot of people can agree with me, is just untouchable. It is so good. It's got 14 songs. It's exactly 55 minutes of runtime. And just from the start of Blood to the end of Duckworth, this song is so good. I love the all caps, the period. It's making a statement. It's a vibe. Um, I recently have been just like talking, like thinking a lot more about rap and hip hop. And I gotta say, I think right now, right in this very moment, the best rapper has got to be between either Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole. I would say Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Drake have got to be like some of my top three of all time. I mean, you got to throw Kanye in there regardless of the controversies, but Kendrick has been killing it like just recently and within like the last like 10 years. Like this album came out in 2017, but it still is a banger to this day with absolutely no skips. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me straight up to my face. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. This was the only one on this list that I had a little bit of questions about. But it's also 22 songs long. So you gotta let it go a little bit. But uh, it's gotta be More Life by Drake. I wouldn't say this is Drake's best album. But it, it's just, I, I could say a lot of Drake al albums for me are no skips. But... This one is just good. It's, it's just one of my favorites. It's got some great songs on it. I also think it's heavily underrated. This is another album that came out in 2017, which we're finding that that time period obviously was just a peak for albums between that 2014, 20 or 2015-ish to 2017. Man, that was a time to be alive with albums, especially when it came to R&B and hip-hop. But yeah, I, I gotta go with More Life by Drake. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. For fear. Listen, even back when we was broke. And the last one for the day is an artist I already mentioned, an artist I will mention forever. And that album is gonna be 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole. Man, this album is so good. J. Cole is just so good in general. I don't I don't think I've ever heard a J. Cole song that I haven't liked, to be honest. Like this man as an artist is just a no-skip. But this album is just so good. It's It's been considered for one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. This came out in 2014. So this this is a little old. This is getting old. Um, again, this is getting into the almost like a 10-year-old album. But with the 13 songs, every single one hits. It still ends up being an hour and four minutes. This, this uh, album might have a little less songs than some other ones, but the songs are a good length. I like them. You know, you got Role Model, No Role Models and Wet Dreams, which are two songs that I probably listen to at least three times a week. The The whole album is just, it's so good. Love yours. Like, it, it just hits deep. It, J. Cole's just in his bag. J. Cole's always in his bag. But uh, that's going to wrap up this music segment for y'all. I'm sorry, but these are all just no skips. I saw, I praise the Lord. Just as ASAP Rocky said, praise the Lord. We are going to dive right into 
Jesus right now. Um, first off, I just want to say, praise the Lord, right? Um, there's been a lot of things I've been struggling with, but I found some really good time on just sitting down and praying as well as just looking into some verses. And um, a lot of things I've been thinking about is how to incorporate God into relationships. So currently I'm single. I'm not like in a relationship or anything. But I think it's important to look at relationships more as just just more than like romantic. Like there's also friendships and other kinds of relationships, whether that's family, friends, anything, you know. And so the a little while ago, I have this journal that I love to put inspirational quotes, verses, ideas, all that kind of stuff, and I'll definitely have to share some with you guys, but I found this awesome little list, which is called 10 Ways to Love, and I'm just going to read it to you because I think it's awesome. So first we have Listen Without Interrupting, which you can find in Proverbs 18. I think this is very important. I think a lot of times we get wrapped up in talking too much and not listening enough, I am very guilty of this. I mean, obviously, I have a podcast where I'm just talking to you. So, clearly, I love to talk. Sometimes, I just need to listen more. And that's, yeah, found in Proverbs 18. It's a great thing to learn about. Great thing to understand. Number two, now, we have Speak Without Accusing, which is found in James 1.19. I mean, that's just simple enough. I think that kind of goes with, like, the law of, like, innocent until proven guilty. Like, Let's just speak in a positive, open setting instead of constantly, you know, going after one another and just constantly trying to say, hey, this might be someone else's fault. This is this. This is that. It's not me. Like, we need to take ownership and talk about things with an open mind and a non-accusatory attitude. Number three, we have give without sparing, which is in Proverbs twenty-one twenty-six. Honestly, this is just great. Um, sometimes you just need to give without thinking so much about the fact that we're giving, you know, giving is just a natural thing that as humans, we should be thankful that people give to us and be thankful to give back without any of the in-between of someone might've given you more than you gave them, or you gave someone more than they gave you. It doesn't matter. Let's just all give and be giving, you know, (laughs) obviously I just said giving a lot, but you know what I'm saying. The next one is pray without ceasing. Colossians 1 9 and I love this I think I get wrapped up a lot in my own head of oh you know I already prayed this many times or uh, praying I don't really know like but you just should pray no matter what don't stop don't stop for anyone don't like that is your time to talk to God whether you're talking to him with other people and praying with a group or you're doing it alone just pray as you are because prayer is so important and something that we should be doing every day multiple times because God is always there to listen to us right um, the next one I love, it's answer without arguing, Proverbs 17, 1. And I think this goes great with the idea and like the verse that is, um, be slow to speak and quick to listen and that the, um, rash words stir, stir up like anger, but then calm words can bring love. I think a lot of the way that we speak to one another, and this is a huge problem in our country, that we're constantly arguing and fighting with one another instead of just listening and opening our minds and our hearts to what each other is saying. And I think this is very important, and it's just something that we can all be better on. I know I can be better at. I love to argue. I argue way too much. And so sometimes it's just about answering and understanding and having a calm response to someone. The next one I also love, share without pretending, Ephesians 4.15. This one 
is great personally I, I think you can take it multiple different ways I think it's you can share without pretending that it makes you feel a certain way so if something makes you upset but you want to share it you don't have to pretend that it doesn't upset you and I think the other way you can look at it is share without pretending something is fake don't don't share something that's not true or change the story to make it sound differently because you want to be sharing equal to someone else that's not what it's about you're just you should just share openly with who you are with your true emotions and that's how people are going to perceive you the best possible way and you can feel like you're getting the most off of your chest so i think that is a very important one next one is enjoy without complaint philippians 2 14 I think this one is huge. I think our society and our world today is just full of complainers. We all complain all the time. I mean, I've complained throughout this entire episode of podcast, and that's just natural. Like, you know, people complain constantly. We're always complaining. And so instead of constantly complaining about what could have been or what should have been, why don't we just enjoy where we are and what we have? Sometimes we don't get certain things that we might want or the opportunities because it's God looking out for us because he truly knows that that's not what we need in life or that there's something better but we're just not ready for it so we need to be better at just enjoying what's going on in our life right now without complaining of what we could have or what we should have or maybe what someone else has the next one is great it's trust without wavering Corinthians 13 7 this is great I think it's really hard to trust not only people but God In the world that we live in today, there's just so much sin and so much bad in the world, honestly. And sometimes it's really difficult to see the good. And I think it's just about, honestly, fully trusting God with your heart, trusting those that you're around, and just living with trust and fully just believing that God has your back. He's put you in the situations that you're in for a reason. He's there for you, and that's the point. Same thing with your friends and your family. you got to trust them. They have your back especially when they're believers and you guys can all combine underneath God's word and ideas and knowing that he's there for you. Um, the next one is forgive without punishing. Colossians 3.13. I think this one is great. I think it's really hard to forgive someone and not hold on to the reason that you're forgiving them for. Like, we as a society hold so many grudges, whether it's against the government or society or people or races or literally anything, honestly. We hold so many grudges and we never let go of things. And I think that's a really difficult way to live. At the end of the day, the whole point of forgiveness is to let go and to move on because that's what God does. He forgives us for his sins. He took it and put it on his only son so that we could live without the weight of all that we are dealing with. And I feel like that's the same for other people. When you hold on to what other people have done for you and you don't truly forgive them in your heart, that's just putting a weight on your own back. That's just putting a weight on your own self. And that is so difficult to deal with. Okay, the last one today is promise without forgetting, which is Proverbs 13, 12. I think this is great. I think it's really easy to make a lot of promises to a lot of people, whether that's, hey, I promise I'm going to be here on time. I promise that I'm going to make it to this. I promise I'm going to do this, do this goal, love you this way, act this certain way. Like, There's so many promises we make that, honestly, so many people forget a lot of things. I mean, I forget stuff on the daily. I'll say, hey, I got you. I'll do this and completely forget it because as a society and as us people, especially young people, we're so busy. Whether it's hanging out with friends, doing sports, going to school, like there's so much going on. So instead of constantly making promises that you might forget or not be able to keep true, just promise 
and be genuine with that promise. Carry your promises, like, carry them truthfully and don't waste them. Like, if you're going to promise someone something, know that you can officially confirm that promise. Anyways, those are the 10 ways to love. Um, I absolutely love that list. I'm trying my best to live by all of these every single day. And they're very difficult, especially with the world that we live in. But I think they're great. So there you go. Okay, so I just got back from the gym. And this is the thing. I've been doing this thing ever since I got back to school where my goal is to work out every single day. Really proud of myself. I've actually stuck pretty good to that. Honestly, haven't skipped many days. But uh, I just got back. And the one thing that drives me absolutely nuts at this school are the guys that are in the gym, right? So I got there at about 1130 at night. I always go late because I don't want to run into these guys. That's the reason. I like to have the gym to myself or to the least amount of people as possible. Going to be honest, we have a really small gym at our school. So it's usually pretty difficult to find it empty. So today... I went in there, and there's these three guys. I'm not going to lie. They don't look like bodybuilders. They're all kind of string beans. That's fine. Like, get after it. That's cool. But as I'm working out, right, I'm going through my lift. I'm lifting for probably like an hour. These dudes did not lift a single weight. They're just talking and chit-chatting, taking pictures in the mirror, just being absolute tools. And I'm like, what's the point of going to the gym? To just stand there and talk. Like, come on now. At least, like, lift while you're talking. Or go back to your room and stop taking up gym space and weights. It was so irritating because as I'm going through my different sets, I'm going around the gym to grab different weights, different equipment. And they're just in the way. Instead of moving out of the way to let me through, I had to keep going around them. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So I was there from, like, 11.30 to, like, 1.30, right? And... <laughs> that's like normal for me like two hours and then without the, throughout the two hours there's like 20 ish minutes where like I'm spread out where I might be like on my phone do my stuff because you're not gonna just rep out a ton of sets like back to back to back to back to back you know like I get it you can take your time these dudes didn't leave until like one I only got like 30 minutes of gym time to myself which was actually so funny because the second that they left man I was like freaking out I love having the gym to myself like I get loud, I get hype, the shirt comes off, the flexing starts, like you already know, but it's so funny how whenever I'm in the gym with other people, I'm the most insecure lifter, I like go to my little corner, pound on my like reps, I'm as quiet as possible, like I'm not trying to make a single grunt, a single noise, which is difficult depending on what you're lifting, but then the second that people are gone, I'm screaming my music, I'm rapping, I'm going ham, I'm getting after it. But it's so hard here at, like, school to get that alone gym time, let alone, like, be around people that aren't judgmental. Like, I swear, every single time I go in there, I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. I always get looked at by somebody, and I get it. I am a more, like, masculine female. Not that I'm necessarily saying I'm big because I'm tiny. I'm literally, like, 5'4", 120 pounds. But, like, I'm still lifting, like, I'm doing things, and I swear, everyone's always judgmental, and it makes so much sense of why people hate the gym. Like, why are we always looking at each other? Why are we always judging people? Like, it's supposed to just be a time for peace. Like, I love going to work out as therapy. Like, that's me getting out of my head and getting all my anger or frustration and using that time to, like, build on myself. Yeah, we're just so judgmental, like, in the gym, but at the end of the day, 
it doesn't matter because the way someone else is lifting does not affect you. And unless someone asks for help, it doesn't matter. But I think it's so funny just the way these dudes were goofing around. And like, I guess I'm being judgmental right now. So I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite. But I'm not judging the way they're lifted. I'm just saying they were just standing there talking, doing nothing. And it was so funny. And they were just giving me all these side eyes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to work out here, man. Like, hiding in my corner, doing my PT, feeling all embarrassed. Like, come on now. <laughs> I don't know. I just had to share. I thought it was funny. Alright, so this is a requested topic. I got a couple people wanting to me, me to talk about my love life, other things. But today, I'm going to specifically dive into mental health and relationships. Man, this one is absolutely huge. First off, I want to say I am not a relationship expert. I am not a mental health expert. However, I have been in relationships and I do have mental health issues. So I have a little bit of experience. Um, first off, as I, I think I said a little bit ago, I am single. Um, just I think it was a little over six months ago, seven or eight now, I think I got out of a two and a half year relationship man, that was crazy, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to EP, <laughs> if she's listening to this, what's up, babe, um, <laughs> we were together for quite a long time, um, some of it was in secret, some of it was public, there was a point that we lived together, we had a dog together, shout out to Miles, my little boy, but, uh, yeah, that was my most, like, recent, real full relationship however i've been in a few like little ones that have lasted like with actual label like maybe a few days total like or I i've talked to a few people but nothing like super serious but um a huge thing that i struggle with and i'm actually talking about this in therapy right now is something that i feel like as a society we struggle with and that's codependency in relationships i think the hard thing is is we all want to be loved, right? Like, we all want to have our person. We, we all want to get married. I mean, not necessarily all want to get married, but, like, we all want to find our person forever. And I think it's really easy to get super attached to your significant other and just start kind of relying and depending on them for everything. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying, like, everything, everything, but I feel like we kind of depend on them for happiness, you know? Like, in relationships... If you're not making, you know, your partner happy, you might feel unhappy. You feel like you're not giving them the love they deserve. Or if they're not giving you the love you deserve, that makes um, us unhappy. And in that long relationship, um, we as a couple really struggled with this where, you know, everything was so codependent. We had to go everywhere together. If we didn't text each other enough in a day, we got upset. If we didn't call, if we didn't do this you know, fall asleep on the phone, like, we constantly had to do everything, and let alone, like, there was all of that, but there was also such an emotional codependency, and I think it's so difficult to separate the wanting and needing with your partner and of your partner, and, like, the dependency of it. I think it's completely okay to say, hey, like, if my partner's upset, that makes me upset. That's completely fair. Like, we don't want to see the people that we love down. Like, I feel that way about my friends, too. But 
I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. But when you're depending on your happiness to be with your partner, I feel like that's where we start to get into some issues and some mental health things. And I think it's really difficult, especially like as a girl. And obviously my situation is a little bit different, but I see this a lot with my friends is like so many girls just like rely on these dudes or these other girls or honestly anybody just to like give them validation of themselves, of their bodies, of any of that. And I hate it because I feel like it's such a societal norm that, like, we depend on them to make us feel good about ourselves. And it completely, like, loses the whole idea of self-love and self-gratification. And I think it's something that, as a society, we need to work on getting back. And I think it's something about recognizing your self-worth and establishing that, like, appropriate, like, boundary in relationships and what what is too codependent and what is just enough dependency that it's it's fair and it's like even it's also you know being intentional with your self-care and now these are all things that I talk about with my therapist because this is something that I do struggle with and I think to start off like with recognizing self-worth that is so important like how do you see yourself how do you look at yourself every single day when you wake up in the mirror and something that I love to say and I've shared with others is the idea of winning the day how can you win every single day and attack the day with a positive and right attitude how can you go after the day like and try to make the day like (laughs) yours you know and I, I think this is something that sounds really cheesy and stupid but it's so important to just recognize that every day counts every day matters and recognizing that your worth and the importance that you have when you wake up every single day, the impact that you have on people is so important. And I cannot stress this enough, especially for young people out there. Like, you got to do you for you, man. Like, you got to realize that you are here for a reason. God put you on this earth for a reason. You're impacting people. You're making a difference and you matter. And I think that's something that at the end of the day in relationships, you got to wake up and do that. Not say, hey, I'm waking up because I want to be there for my partner. I'm waking up because of my partner. No, you got to wake up for you. You got to do you. That's what's so important. And I think that goes right, you know, hand in hand with establishing appropriate boundaries in these relationships, you know. You got to make sure that you're doing what you're doing for you. Obviously, it's okay to let a partner have an opinion on your decisions, but I don't think you should let that opinion influence your decisions. Obviously, the longer you're together, if you're potentially married, if you're engaged, that can change. Like, obviously, you're not, if you're married, you're not going to go and say, hey, I want to buy this house. I'm going to go buy this house without my partner's permission. Like, that's different. But when looking at, say, like, high schoolers, young college kids just young adults like these people that are growing and learning so much about themselves some people who are going through puberty like there's so much going on it's establishing those boundaries of saying hey I need to do this for me and your opinion honestly doesn't really matter I care about your opinion and I care about your feelings but that's not going to change or validate or invalidate what I'm doing because again that's recognizing your self-worth and that you're doing it for you It also is something where some of your decisions don't need to be shared with a partner, you know? Like, 
obviously if it's important, if it's going to impact things, you never want to hide things from the person you're in a relationship with. But establishing those boundaries is like if you had a conversation with your mom and it's deep and that's just between you and your mom, you don't need to go share that with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know, it's none of their business, honestly. And it's establishing that and the fact that sometimes you just need to figure things out for yourself. You don't need to put every single one of your emotions on your partner now I think you should share how you're feeling like if you're upset and you're in a bad mood you should acknowledge that and communicate that with your partner so that your partner doesn't feel like they did something wrong but if it's something that you have to deal with and you need to get through it because it has to do with your self-worth or something that you're going through of course it's okay and it's important to share to certain limits but you also don't want to put the burden of your partner feeling like they have to solve that for you on them. I also think it's finding that good balance of saying, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I don't want to talk about it, and not sharing anything with your partners, and then oversharing. I think it's really difficult, and obviously I'm not perfect at it, but it's finding those boundaries and finding the way to say, hey, this is too much information and this is not enough. I think you always need to communicate your feelings. That's something huge in a relationship. It's huge to say, hey, I'm sad. But then saying, hey, I'm sad, but I don't really want to talk about why. It's a lot for me right now, and I just need to process it. And then as your partner, in a respectful way, should say, okay, if you need anything, you know, I'm here for you. I want to cheer you up. I want to make you feel better. But I don't necessarily need to understand why you're feeling that way. And I think that's a good way of balancing the emotions. And then that goes into being intentional with your self-care. Self-care is so important. So if that's putting your phone down and telling your partner, hey, I need like an hour to be alone. I need to go journal. I need to go get my face done. I need to go do like some some like self-care, some self-love, take a bubble bath. I need to go put some skin products on. I need to put on a face mask. I need candles. Or like, I need to just go sit and watch an episode of my show, color, anything. Whatever you do that's self-care for you, that lets you debrief, you always need that in relationships, whether you're living together, not living together, whether it's long distance, short distance, any of that. Being intentional about self-care is really important. I think every single person, regardless of whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or anything in between, the time alone and the time to reflect on yourself and your day and your life is so, so, so valuable and important. And to just give yourself that time to now, I know it's difficult because we are so busy to find that time. And this time can be just 10, 15 minutes. You know, some people might say, hey, I need two hours. And it might change depending on the day. Some days you might be really social and be chill and you just need the 10-minute break. Some other days you might need an hour. And sometimes this can just be a nap. Just go back to your dorm, back to your, when you get home from school. If you're in high school or middle school, like, go take a nap. If you're an adult even, like, come home from work, take like take a quick nap, take a time to debrief. Or every once in a while, especially for people in college, and this is something that I try to do, you know, throughout the week, is sometimes like just go eat alone. Like take your time to just eat your food, enjoy your food, maybe listen to some music. Like you don't always need to make every little thing social. You don't need someone else to take you to the calf. And I see this happening so much at my school. It's like you people need somebody to just go eat food. It's like, no, just go eat your lunch. You don't need anyone with you to go eat lunch. Like it's such a social stigmatism. Like, like, it doesn't need to happen, and I think that's really good, uh, like, with the self-care, is just taking that time to be alone and be by yourself, or if you're a person that's alone all the time, self-care might be 
go hanging out with friends. It can be the other way, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to learn more about yourself and to reflect on yourself. Because for some people, all they want to do is be alone. And that's not always good for your self-care either because you're not letting other people fill your bucket. You're just relying on yourself constantly. And this and this goes straight into relationships as well. Like, you, you to have self-care, like, in relationships is, is to understand, am I being treated right? Am I getting what I need from my partner? Am I getting the validation I deserve? Do I need to talk to them about it? Sometimes self-care for you is acknowledging others and letting them understand how you're feeling. If your partner isn't treating you the right way, taking care of yourself is telling your partner how you feel about it. It's not bottling it up and keeping it inside because that's putting weight on you with something that you can't control. If someone's treating you a certain way, the way you fix that is you have to communicate. And I think that's a huge thing with mental health and relationships is we get so stuck with all we do is text and we say, oh, I'm fine and I'm good and we bottle it up and we feel like we have to keep it all to ourselves or the opposite where we feel like we need to tell our partner everything. And all three of these steps of understanding your self-worth and establishing those boundaries and then having self-care all go into the fact of you just got to communicate like that is the biggest thing communicate with everybody family friends boyfriend girlfriend anything like communication is the key to life because if you don't communicate people don't understand it's like work say you literally have like a migraine or you're throwing up and if you just don't show up to work your boss is never going to understand that but if you tell them that if you communicate you're not feeling well then they're going to understand why you might not be able to come into work it's it's the same thing in relationships and other things if you're not communicating how you're feeling how are you going to expect people to understand all right that's going to conclude this episode Thank you all so much for tuning back in. Thank you for all the support. If you have any suggestions about things you want to hear me talk about, if you have any suggestions about who should have come and talk on the podcast, if you have anything you want to say, any comments, any criticism, I'm here to listen. I'm here for the people. Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you so much for all the love on this. It's been super fun. Can't wait to catch you all next time. This is It's a good day. Have a good day. I'm your host, Irma Ramirez. Thank you so much.